Hey, you guys. Happy Friday. Or is it Thursday? No, wait. Maybe today's Tuesday. Is it Monday? Right? Doesn't it feel like that? Does it not feel like that? Like you have no clue what day of the week it is anymore. I joke around a lot here at the house and I tell everybody we live on island time. We wake up when we want to wake up. We go to sleep when we want to go to sleep, you know. But in all seriousness, we do still have some sort of structure here at the house. But if we let it get away from us, we can actually seriously be living on island time. Where, you know how when you go to the beach, if you've ever had the opportunity to stay at a beach house or just anywhere where you're at a beach, right? You're near the beach or lake. And you know that island time means pretty much like you just go with the flow, right? Like seriously, dude, go with the flow. Well, you don't have a, a schedule per se when you are on island time. You get up, you eat when you want to eat, you go out to the water, go out to the beach. You, it's so relaxed and so laid back that uh, oftentimes we wish we could have that kind of schedule on an everyday basis, right? But right now that we kind of do, for some, we have that island time mentality that we just want to just kind of surf through the day, right? Surf through the week. We don't know if it's Monday, Wednesday, Sunday. It's just like another day is another day, right? Like, cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, like you just want to talk like a surfer now, right? Like, awesome. But no, seriously, we are currently in a new norm, right? I mean, I hate to admit it, but in reality, this is a new norm. And that's what I wanna talk to you about. I wanna talk to you, I recently wrote a blog, um, it's, it's been a, about a week or so ago. It's it's called Navigating Through the New Norm. And, and I think that's, I think it's it's a great topic for us to talk about today, so let's, have a conversation today. Join me today for a little convo about navigating through the new norm. So join me and I'm excited to share this Friday. Yeah, because it is Friday. Newsflash, it's Friday. Yeah, April 24th. So I just want to make sure we're all on the same page, right? But we are going to talk about navigating through the new norm. So let's hop on in. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for joining me here at Living Encouraged. I am your host, Eileen Bocanegra, and we're going to be talking about navigating through the new norm. So a few weeks ago, I wrote this blog uh, because, you know, I had been hearing a lot, you know, we've been hearing about the new norm and this is what we were to expect and the changes that were coming. You know, the kids working from home, uh, my, my husband's you know, schedule had changed slightly, but there are some things that were going to be taking place at his company uh, to take safety precautions, uh, the things that were going on in the grocery stores and so on and so forth. And, you know, we weren't sure at the time if this was going to be like uh, something that we're going to be dealing with for maybe two, three weeks, or was it something that's going to actually extend a little bit longer, right? So a lot of people have been talking about the new norm being that, you know, working from home, um, going to the grocery store and, you know, there's going to be extra precautions there. 
homeschooling, uh, college kids having to study from home now and no longer being able to be on campus. Uh, just so many things have changed since COVID-19, right? And, you know, don't get me wrong. Everybody is just overwhelmed with information, inundated with information that can actually be a downer if you sit there and you listen to the news all day long. Uh, if you watch enough of it, um, it, it can actually just deplete you from your joy. Uh, it can deplete your hope at times if you allow it. Um, that's why it's so important to stay grounded in your faith and just, you know, dig your heels, dig them in deep and just stay grounded in your faith. Uh, and just having that unshakable, unwavering faith and trust that this is going to pass and, God's got you covered, you know, despite whatever circumstances you may be dealing with, know that God has you covered. So right now, you know, with all the devastation going around, you know, our lives have been turned upside down, right? I mean, it's true. Um, you know, for me personally, I, nothing has, has changed much with me personally, aside from the fact that my granddaughter, I, I don't get to have her here uh, as many days as I used to before I watched her Monday through Friday. That's the, the, the privilege, the, the honor that I get that God has given me and, and, uh, to be able to be here and, you know, watch her grow, take care of her and just watch her grow, uh, from when she was born. And it's such a blessing for me to be able to do that. You know, I used to pray about this for years. I used to pray that the day that I would have grandchildren that I wanted nothing more than to be able to be home and take care of my grandchildren and um, it, it just so happened that before my granddaughter even came along um, I was home and I started working from home um, and I just started you know taking clients in here at the house and focusing on my writing and you know I just I just started doing my thing right <laughs> I just started doing my thing and just you know, doing what I needed to do here at home uh, to grow the ministry, Living Encouraged Ministries, and, and just to be able to be a support. Uh, like the scripture tells us, we should lift one another up and encourage one another. And I'm so blessed that I have the privilege, the honor to be able to do that and to work with clients and lift them up, encourage them and help them advance to that next level in their lives to, to just break free from that area that they're stuck in. Right. So, you know, right now in the new norm that we're in, um, I don't take clients. I don't meet with anybody right now. Um, and I've pretty much just kind of put that to the side and, you know, I'll talk to people on the phone. Uh, you know, I've, I've been blessed that I have some friends that I just sit there and for my inner circle. Yep. I got my inner, my inner circle girls and, you know, every now and then we get together, we get on the phone and we talk about this new norm that we're going through and how it affects every phase of our lives, right? We are affected, even in ministry, we are affected greatly because we can't, uh, we can no longer get together like we used to. Uh, I used to have a life, I have a life group, I should say, that used to get together every other week on Tuesday nights. And, um, we can no longer do that face to face, uh, here in my house, but what we have done, and this is the beauty of technology is that we have been able to get together on zoom. 
which has just gone crazy, right? It's become the thing, right? It has become like what everybody is using uh, or pretty much the majority of the people are using Zoom to be able to conduct their meetings, to be able to get together for social events. I, I was at a, a Zoom birthday party uh, just Saturday with my dear friend uh, Zulema. We were celebrating her birthday and, uh, you know, turning 21 all over again. You know, I, I mean, the girl looks 21, I'm telling you. So, uh, yeah, so she, we're here celebrating her birthday and she decided to have a birthday party on zoom and got a few of her friends together and we were all on there and you know for the longest for years now I haven't been able to make pretty much any of the events that I used to go to with all my friends and you know we've just had so much happening here and I just haven't been able to get away to do much of anything um and you know it was such a breath of fresh air to be able to sit you know, here at home with them and be able to see everybody, catch up with everybody, say hi and just see everybody. And it was, it was just such a wonderful thing. Uh, we did a zoom, you know, with, uh, one of my nieces and we got all my family together. Right. And everybody, no, we didn't do zoom. We did a FaceTime. So check this out. We did a FaceTime where everybody called, you know, we call all the different people in the family and we're linking everybody into this one call so that we could all sing happy birthday to my niece. So it was so awesome to be able to do that. And, and watching the, the look on my parents' face, because they had no idea this was even possible. Uh, and this was the first time we had all done this, right? And it was so cute to see my parents just get so excited. And you could see the joy in their face to be able to be a part of a celebration while everybody was in their own individual homes and my parents were home uh, by themselves. So they were able to take part as though everybody was together in one house. So that's so amazing, right? So right now the new norm is finding ways to make it work, finding ways to be able to still celebrate those birthdays. We see the caravans that teachers are doing right with the some of the schools teachers are getting together and doing these caravans going through neighborhoods just to be that joyful cheerful you know like you've got this you're going to get through this school year we're still here for you we haven't abandoned you we love you we're your teachers and we're always going to be here for you you know they sit there and they rally together to go through neighborhoods to just wish these kids a great school year knowing that they're probably having a more complicated time getting their education at home because they're not with their teachers uh, typically the way they are in class right so there's a lot of change uh, I watched a video the other day and uh, it, it had me in tears I mean I was just bawling um, I, I had watch this video and this girl had just published her book and you know her friend's caravan in front of her house and it was so cute because there's like a bucket or a box in the driveway and the the cars would stop in front of the box and drop off a gift get back in their vehicles and just keep honking and balloons everywhere and it was so cute and I, I was in tears and I don't even know her and I'm like you know she's a a, a writer a uh, wonderful speaker, just great, great woman. And, um, I mean, 
I, I didn't even know her and I was crying and I was like, I'm crying with you. You know, I'm like sending an Instagram message. I'm like, I'm crying with you. And it it is so funny because, um, that's what happens. We, we get to see what this new norm is, is, uh, doing, right. What people are doing to be able to work through, um, this new norm, work through the changes, you know, and unfortunately there's a lot of change that has taken place and it's going to be here for a little bit longer than what we expected, right? We, we were just told here in Houston that for, uh, I guess, uh, another 30 days they're adding where, you know, starting on Monday that you have to wear a mask wherever you go which is understandable. I wear one. My husband wears one. And, uh, when we go out, when we, anywhere we go, we always have our masks. Now, is it comfortable? No. Is it, uh, fashionable? Well, you can make them look as fashionable as you want, but, uh, they're masked, right? It covers up your face. Um, my thing is, is I get overheated. I've seen a lot of people say that they get hot where, you know, I get hot. And when I get hot, I get like these headaches, these migraines. And so it's, it's something that I'm not comfortable with, but it's a safety precaution, right? So if we want to be safe, we have to abide by the rules and regulations that are out there, even if we don't feel comfortable, We're not always going to be comfortable with the things that we have to do in life. And this is one of those. And instead of complaining about this new norm, right? Complaining about the the setback, complaining about what we have to do now, uh, the changes that are taking place or the changes that are to come, it's best to just embrace it for what it is and just wait it out. You know, let's, let me, let me just give you some people that complained, right? And I talk about them all the time because they just, they just complained all the time, always. But then I look at the leader and the leader complained, you know, in the beginning complained. And then at some point later on complained. So, um, you know, and, and it's only fitting that we would be talking about this group of people, but we're going to talk about the Israelites. Okay. The Israelites were in a situation where they were in captivity in Egypt, okay? So they're in captivity in Egypt and they want out, right? But in order to get out, you know, they'd have to either run off and take a a risk or they'd need a miracle. Well, the miracle came to them. God sent Moses to deliver them from captivity, Okay, so they were going to go on this trip that should have taken, what, 11 11 days, but it took them 40 years. Now, 40 is a big number. We've been watching this. Uh, I've been watching, you know, some friends and some people I know, ministers that are posting about the 40 days. And, you know, 40 days, 40 years, 40 is a number that we see a few times in the Bible. And it's a significant number because we see that. After the 40 comes a major change, okay? So as we're navigating through this new norm, we can choose to 
continuously complain about the changes and the circumstances that we're facing each and every day, or we can embrace it. Now, the Israelites chose to complain about everything. We don't have enough of this. We don't have enough of that. Why is it taking so long? When are we going to get there? When are things going to change? And right now, I see that a lot. I see that on social media. You know, people are getting restless, just like the Israelites, getting restless, getting restless, complaining. Well, we have leaders. We have government. We have judges. We have mayors. We have councilmen. We have people that are doing everything in their power with what they believe is in the best interest of the people. Do they want you to not be able to go to work? Do they want people to get laid off? No. Do they want stores to be closed down and and not be able to earn money? No. People don't want this. If anything, they the the com- the cities, the mayors, the judges, the the, the entire nation thrives off of the economy, right? But in this new norm that we're in, major sacrifices are having to take place. Major sacrifices. But, you know, we've seen so many people that are predicting that the 40 days will end on May 1st. Now, it, it, can, can it happen? It, it very well can. It very well can. It can change come May 1st, and we can see a major miraculous change take place. Or our time going through COVID-19, our time going through what, what I see as restoration actually taking place, we're not going back, we're going forward. If you really pay attention to the way things are moving, we're actually moving forward uh, to healing, to recovering from COVID-19. But if the complaining keeps happening, it could easily go the opposite direction, right? So for me, I feel like if we just work with where we're at and adjust to the new norm, you know, and trust God that things are going to get better versus worse, then, you know, we're going to be able to get through this a lot better. I'm not saying it's going to be easier. I honestly believe that it's not going to it's not something that is just going to get easier by the day there are going to be a lot of changes that are going to take place right but we want to navigate through this and do our best to be able to get through it for those that are working from home for those that have children today oh my god today i was sitting here with my granddaughter and she she i don't know if i told y'all but she turned 2 in uh on March 11th she turned 2 years old and girlfriend thinks she's like uh 15 years old right now with her sassiness and uh today she decided she wanted to give us all a little bit of attitude a little bit of sass right and tell us what she was not going to do right she was not going to eat her breakfast and she did not want her grapes and and I'm talking about this was like all day long and I remember that I was sitting on the couch and I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, please help all the parents that are home right now. <laughs> please help them, Lord, because they need you. Because I'm dealing with one toddler that's two years old. But, Lord, I feel like I have a house full of them. Uh, she's just a lot. And I'm thankful for her. Don't get me wrong, God. 
But please help all these parents that are dealing with children and trying to be mom and dad and, and, you know, parent and employee and, and do everything, teacher, help out with the teaching. I mean, everything and, and try, trying to keep a sense of peace in their homes. And I just kept thinking about them and I'm like, wow, you know, that's gotta be hard. Like, I know it's gotta be hard because that's a lot to take in when we're navigating through, through something, we have to find some sort of structure, right? We have to cultivate a structure to be able to get us through every day. Remember I was telling you how, you know, we can live on island time. It's so easy to get caught up and live on island time. If we don't have rules, if we don't have refinement, and if we really don't have structure, For me, I feel that those are the top three things that we need to cultivate. We need to cultivate structure. We need to have rules and we need to have refinement so that we can embrace these new changes and not allow ourselves to become so stressed out and so unraveled and so caught up in what's not going right. And instead of focusing on what is going right, I believe that we can see, you know, that if we create schedules every day, like for us, for instance, you know, my husband works nights and, you know, with, with my granddaughter here during the day on the days that she's not here, it's easy to sleep through until the afternoon if we allow it and stay up till three in the morning, you know, Netflixing it or whatever. Uh, Sometimes I'm, I get caught up and I'm, I'm like working on a project and I'm writing and my inspiration comes either early, early in the morning or late at night. And it's, I don't know why, but I guess maybe because that's like the quietest time for me here. So I, I can stay up till two, three in the morning, just writing away and I have to force myself to shut down. Well, if I don't create some sort of structure and I don't set an alarm every morning and make myself get up by a specific time, then I will easily sleep through the day. If I don't force myself to shut my computer down, I could work through the entire night. Um, and, and trust me, I try not to stay up till two, three in the morning writing and working, you know, every day I take days off. So I give myself time off. My kids, uh, I have two boys that are home. One is in college. Uh, he's studying online with UT and the other one is working full time from home. Now, everybody has a schedule, right? But the same schedule applies to everybody despite what time we all start. There's a breakfast time, a lunch time, and a dinner time. That doesn't change here in the house. We still get together and sit at the table and have our meals together because we've created a structure of how we want the day to go. We set times for everything. Whether my granddaughter is here or not, we set a schedule. And if we get up early and she's not here, well, on those days I get to sit and enjoy my green tea because right now coffee is off limits so I get to enjoy my green tea and I get to sit here and read a devotion or read my bible without the rush of getting into the day already without rushing through my my so 
like I was saying, you know, without having to rush through my schedule, I can sit and I can bask in the morning and bask in the time that I have available and I can plan out my day and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. This is what I want to accomplish. Even with, with my granddaughter here, I still plan out what I want to get done that day. And even if it means that it has a delayed start because I want to focus on her while she's here and not on trying to write a blog or or write a chapter to a book or something like that. So I prioritize my time schedule and I set a schedule and I say, okay, this is what I want to do for the day. And then I, I say, okay, what's important and what has to get done first. And then I go from there. So set aside your hours. You know, this is for me, I feel like this is very important. You got to set aside your hours, your time frame for study, study for, you know, for you or for the kids, uh, that time to make calls. If you're working from home, you want to schedule the time to make those calls, work on projects, um, you know, your personal stuff. You want to set a schedule for everything because that's going to help create that structure, right? And uh, and then you want to eliminate any time that's unproductive. You know, you, you want to, like I eliminated things that were unproductive so that I could focus on my daily to-dos. So every day that I have a to-do list, I avoid the TV. Like literally, whether Bella's here or not, I avoid the TV and I'll just stay focused on what I have to do for that day, whether it's the laundry uh, or it's working on something. You know, I, I want to make sure that I am focused and zoned in on that. So it's easy being at home, right, to be on island time and to just sit in front of the TV and that Hallmark Channel can get you. That Hallmark Channel can get you, I'm telling you. So, you know, you have to prioritize and uh, while you're home and prioritize what's essential. And in order to complete the essentials first, you got to prioritize by what's a must and what can wait. So keep that in mind when you're doing stuff around your house uh, or you're working from home or you're working with the kids or you're juggling all three or more prioritize set your schedules and prioritize uh what comes first because the last thing you want to do is overwhelm yourself right you don't want to take on too much at one time or feel that you have you obligated that you got to do all this stuff at one time you know i've heard so many people talk about like right in the beginning when they were staying at home talk about how you know, I did this, this, and this, and this, and it's only 12 o'clock and, you know, I'm doing good. And then, you know, one week later is like, oh my God, I can't believe I still have to do this, this, and this. You see, it started off, everybody's on fire, right? Because they're home. But after a while you get burned out and you don't want to get burned out for the things that actually have to be done at home. So just, you know, take it easy on yourself. Don't make yourself feel like you have to do so much. Remember, as you're navigating through new waters, you're navigating through change, you're navigating through this new norm, you, you got to take it one day at a time and just pace by pace, pace yourself. Don't try to rush into everything. And then um, one of the things is, you know, there's going to be some major adjustments, right, that are taking place and there might be some new adjustments coming in the future, Uh, you know, even like we got an email from UT the other day talking about how 
right now they don't have a definitive answer of whether or not they're going to open campuses uh, for the new semester. So come June, they're going to be letting us know. But you know what they're doing? They're making the needed adjustments right now for the just in case. Like, no, no joke. Just in case they're not able to get the kids back into campus, they're making sure that every course is getting taken care of and can be done remotely. So that's awesome, right? You know, uh, I was talking to my friend Helen earlier and, oh, she's so sweet. She was giving me a facial. We were doing an online facial. She sent me a packet with all these goodies in it. And she was doing a facial with me online, which is so awesome. That's another way that Zoom has been used. And, um, so we were, we were, she was showing me her Mary Kay products. We were doing everything, the facial and all that. And we were having a good time. And one of the things that, um, we were talking about is all the changes and that's taking place, right? That everything that's going on. And, uh, she was just telling me, you know, like how the adjustments that she's been having to make. And, and it's so amazing how, you know, she was saying how Mary Kay has has been making plans for the future, you know, since, you know, before things got to where they're at today. So most companies are making plans for two to three months out, right? Because they're planning ahead for the just in case. And that's very smart of, of the businesses that are doing that. So, you know, that's innovative thinking because they're thinking for the future. They're thinking for change. And we don't know how much longer we're going to be having to work from home, having to wear masks, having to, you know, teach kids at home or what have you. But in this new norm, it's important. It's important that you create structure, set some rules, set some rules in your house, set some rules in your life, set some rules with your time. And this is a time of refinement. This is a time to start weeding out uh, the bad and getting rid of the clutter, getting rid of what's causing you to lag, you know, what's causing you to to, uh, be hindered from completing whatever you've got going on in your life. Uh, this is the time to eliminate the distractions, to eliminate the things that are blocking you from achieving your goals. Just because COVID-19 has come in and made changes does not mean your visions, your goals, your dreams are no longer viable, you, that they're no longer available to you. That's not true. Know that. If anything This is the time for you to get fired up, for you to start thinking in the future and for you to start making plans. Okay. This is the time. Don't be like the Israelites grumbling and complaining. I can assure you it's not going to help. It's not going to help. Embrace the time. Embrace where we're at. And, uh, you know, I, I was listening to a song earlier with Kirk Franklin. He had a whole group of people and it's on Instagram and, um, I think Priscilla Shire was the one that was sharing it and I re re shared it because it's such a great song, but it was talking about smile, put a smile on your face and how putting a smile on your face puts joy in your heart. Putting a smile on your face changes, even though the circumstance hasn't changed, it's going to change your emotional state. Isn't that amazing how just a smile can cause a change like that? That's what you need. That's what we all need. 
the other thing is, is I, I was listening to a friend of mine. Uh, she was giving a quick message on, on Facebook earlier and, and my friend Bridget was talking about joy, how, how, you know, we have to hold on to that joy and, and not allow our stress and our worry to, to get the better part of us. And, and I love that, you know, it, it doesn't, you don't have to be, you know, this great speaker, what have you, uh, you don't have to be, you know, all eloquent. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have thousands of followers to impact a life. I want you to remember that. So go out there. When you go out, I know that when you're wearing a mask, nobody can tell if you're smiling, right? But guess what? You can still see the smile in your eyes. Just remember that. People may not be able to see the smile behind the mask, but they can see the smile in your eyes. Your eyes say a lot. So just remember that. Smile. Smile with your eyes. Uh, But anyway, so I just wanted to share this with you. I know this one was super long, but I really wanted to share with you about you know, getting through this new norm and, you know, believing that God is going to get us to that promised land of, of healing, of restoration. That's what I'm declaring, that we are now in a season of restoration. Declare that every day, wake up every day and say, you know what? I am healed. I am strong. I am healthy. I am living a life of abundance. I am fortunate. I am blessed. And just just declare all these great things over you. Declare these things over your finances. It may not look like much. Maybe right now it's just not looking too good. Maybe you are one of the, the people that has been laid off. Trust God in this process. Believe that God has something bigger and better for you. Continue trusting in him and say, God, I trust you. I don't trust what my bank account says. I trust you because you are the source. You are the source. And when you go in with that attitude, you allow yourself to surrender the worries, the fears. You allow God to take over. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that so amazing? So I love you guys. And I just wish y'all an abundantly blessed weekend. Remember, it's Friday. (laughs) I, I keep saying that because I have to remind myself it's Friday, even though it feels like Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> but, but seriously. Okay. So that was high pitched, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, you're probably laughing right now and that's good. I made you smile, right? So I love you guys. I wish y'all all God's very best. And, um, and I just pray that God continues to watch over you, that God protects you, that God, God covers your home, your family members, your friends, covers them with his divine protection that they're protected from COVID-19. If you are dealing with illness right now, I just ask God to lift that illness from the body. I pray that you are covered from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet and that you are completely healed and restored, that there are no ailments in your body. There's no illness, no virus, no infection, no bacteria. And I decree and I declare that you are completely healed and restored in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. I love you guys. Talk to y'all soon.
Thank you for joining me here at Living Encouraged. This is Eileen again, and I just wanted to thank you one last time and just wanted to share one message with you from Exodus 23, and I am reading out of an NIV Bible, and this is verse 25. It says, Worship the Lord your God, and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. And none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. I love that scripture that, you know, it's just a precious reminder from God that God is going to take this sickness. God is going to take COVID-19 and he's going to heal our nations. And he's going to heal every part of our lives that is sick right now. For some of us, finances may be sick. For some of us, relationships may be sick. Uh, It's not just illness in uh, our country that is devouring the flesh, but it's illness that is devouring the mind and the spirit and the soul. So we want to decree and declare these words that not only is God blessing your food and your water, God is blessing your home, your pantry, your refrigerator. God is blessing that table that you're eating on and God is always going to provide for you just the way he does the birds in the sky. But be reminded that God will also take away the illness. God will also restore those that are dealing with battles that are mental mental anxiety uh, for for anger frustration uh, hopelessness uh, worry hypertension whatever it is that they're dealing with God will remove that illness but you must believe whatever your new norm looks like right now remember remember that right now what we're going through is only temporary I want you to embrace the good and work through what's tough right now. Ground yourself in your faith and prioritize your time with God. Spend those precious moments with God and embrace the beauty and the peace that comes in the nurturing of His love and His comfort. I love you guys. And for more encouraging messages, please join me at livingencouraged.org. Also, visit my new blog at blossomedflowers.com. Again, that's blossomedflowers.com. I am so excited. We launched this uh, new blog page a few weeks ago, and it's just such an exciting venture, and I just pray that you will join me. Bye.